Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to resumption of our coverage of the final day here at Adria for round three of the 2020 Euro Trophy season. And it is time to get things underway for our first of five second finals here in northern Italy. And what we do have. There's quite a lot of action in store over the next two hours. Micromax now out onto the circuit, and your starting order is as follows. Mies Huben will start from pole position, and alongside will be Switzerland's Paul Schoen. Jakub Gasparovic and Drago Savisil Kutai round out the top two rows <coughs> with Majus Mazinas. Just going to just keep an eye on things as they happen. So, uh, with regards to the starting order themselves, so Mies Huben starts on pole position. Paul Schoen from Switzerland alongside on the front row. Jakub Gasparovic in the 91 will have Drago Savisilkutai in the 33 alongside. Following that, it is Majus Mazinas. From Lithuania and Luka Malbasa from, uh, Malbasa from Serbia rounding up the top three rows. Tom Pappenberg and Jake Menton in the 48 and the 31 starts on row four with David Madlak in the 77 and Ivon Simeonova uh, in the 27 rounding out the top 10. Completing the 13 strong grid it is Branislav Rentka, Uros Bogdanic and Ainis Vibriantis. So the finishing order from race one, the first final, decides the grid for race number two, final number two. 
as we have 11 minutes on the clock plus an additional lap of racing to conclude Micromax's action here in Italy. So Mies Huben have the, has the advantage in terms of the points, having secured 25 in the first race. Red lights are on the starting gantry for the final time for Micromax this weekend. They push the accelerators hard to the floor. Lights out. They're off and racing. And through into turn one they go. Gasparovic trying to go up the inside of Paul Schoen through turn one. The pair still side by side through the very next corner. But however, Paul Schoen keeps Gasparovic at bay. They now go into the left-hander at turn three. Pappenberg already up into fifth position. As it looks like Malbasa now up into uh, third place. As Pappenberg and Dragos Avisilkutai nearly go side by side into turn five. With the Austrian coming out on top but the Dutch driver up the inside through the right-hander at turn six. Makes the move cleanly through. David Matlack in the 77 now looks to be up into seventh position at this particular moment in time. As we come round the final corner, this will be the completion of lap number one. Huben leads, but it's a three-way scrap for the top spot. As Luca Malbasa now goes towards the inside of Paul Schoen through the exit of turn one. Can't get through. So the Serbian has to slot back into third place. Gasparovic down into fourth ahead of Tom Pappenberg with Dragos Avisilkutai now actually a little bit further down. Looks to be in around about ninth position as Pappenberg now in fourth place ahead of Jakub Gasparovic. With the number 71 of Majus Mazinas now rounding out the 13 strong. Ivan Siminova from, uh, Simino, uh, from Austria rounds out the top 10 positions behind the number 53 of Anis Vibrantis. But now, Paul Schoen trying to go up the inside of Mies Huben through turn one. That opens the door for Serbia's Luca Malbasa very briefly, but the Swiss driver shuts the door. As Gasparovic and Madlak trying to get their way past Papenberg. Looks like one of the drivers has already done so. And that is the 91 of Gasparovic, who is now back up into fourth place. But Papenberg up the inside through the next left-hander at turn number four and gets past with Vibriantis now up into fifth place. So Vibriantis looking up the inside of Papenberg. The Dutch driver shuts the door through turn six. And just behind you've got the likes of Matlak, Jake Menton, Drago Savisilkutai at the back part of that train, amongst others. As now the three leaders will come round the final corner, go across the start-finish line. And it is still Mies Huben leading. As Paul Schoen trying to go up the inside. And if it does go to count back, the second final actually is the tiebreaker. We've seen that happen before. And if two drivers are level on points, it's based on their last race result of the weekend. As Malbasa now goes up the inside of Paul Schoen to now get through into second. So the Swiss driver drops down to third as a result. Anis Vibriantis now up into fourth place ahead of Tom Pappenberg. 
Jakub Gasparovic and David Maglak round out the top seven as Jake Menton was looking up the inside of the 77 through turn six. Drago Savicilkutai not too far behind with uh, Yvonne Simeonova still rounding out the top ten and it looks a bit more spread out between uh, the four at the back part of the field from tenth downwards. Uh, Zavisilkutai trying to get past Jake Menton. But Mies Huben still hanging on to the lead at the moment, but is back to being a three-way scrap as Malbasa looked to the inside of turn two. But Huben kept it planted round the outside. Paul Schoen nearly had a, a sniff at it as well, trying to go up the inside through turn number two on the run down to it. Tom Pappenberg now goes up the inside of Ainis Vibriantis from Lithuania and now retakes fourth position. And the drivers still circulating. Luca Malbasa in second position. Last time around at the completion of lap number four. Took the fastest lap of the race with a 57.737 second lap time around the 1,302 metre circuit here in northern Italy. Six minutes and ten to go. Mies Huben still holding on to that lead for dear life as Malbasa. Now trying to look again up the inside of the Dutch driver. And Huben takes a wide line exiting turn two. But that opens the door for Malbasa to go up the inside for the lead for through into turn number three. Now into four. Still line astern. As Gasparovic nearly lost out to Jake Menton who also lost momentum through the turn four hairpin. As Avisilkotai from Austria tries to go through round towards the outside of turn five. So the top three embroiled in this race long battle so far. We've got just under half of the race remaining plus one additional lap. So the drivers cross the start finish line once again completing lap number six. Malbasa leads ahead of Mies Huben with Paul Schoen rounding out the top three positions. But then Mies Huben back up the inside of the Serbian through in the approach into turn number two and makes it past to retake the lead on lap number seven. The drivers still doing their utmost to get one up on the other. And at the minute, Mies Huben seems to be holding the joker card at the minute, waiting to play it at the moment to try and get away from the two behind. But Luca Malbasa and Paul Schoen still not giving the 28 from the Netherlands an opportunity to have some breathing space and have some clear air, not just in front, but also behind. David Matlak has now, in the meantime, got past the 91 of Jakub Gasparovic. Jake Menton still rounds out the top eight whilst battling away with Drago Savicilkultai from Austria. So they hurtle their way into turns one and two. As now it looks like Mies Huben is still in the lead. Malbas is still in second. Paul Schoen still in third. But behind them, Vibriantis now up into fourth place. The 77 of David Matlack has now got one up on Tom Pappenberg who looked towards the inside line trying to get into the turn four left-hand hairpin. However, not quite working yet. And we will just see how the youngster carries on and tries to move forward. 
Fastest lap of the race so far. On the completion of lap number seven is David Matlack. Who still resides in around sixth position behind Tom Pappenberg as now Malbasa once again goes for the lead through turn one, gets the position. Now Mies Huben re, uh, retaliates through turn two, sweeps up the inside of the Serbian. And Paul Schoen could have had an opportunity if there was enough of a gap to make it through. But no opportunity there for the Swiss driver. So just over two and three quarter minutes of this race plus one additional lap remain. And the trio were covered by just over a quarter of a second last time around. This is where it gets rather interesting. The cat and mouse game of strategy calls here in karting well and truly alive at the front of the field. As Mies Huben goes onto the defensive racing line, heading into the right-hand sweeper at turn one. Now into two they go. Malbasa about half a cart length or so behind. And Huben again sweeps towards the outside and the exit of turn number three. That opens the door once again. But this time Luca Malbasa not able to make it past. And in the meantime, Vibriantis still ahead of Matlack. And they have started to drop Tom Pappenberg in the number 48 who is being closed in on by Jakub Gasparovic in the number 91. Jake Menton, Dragos Avisil Kutai, Majus Mazinas, Uros Bogdanic, Ivan Simeonova and Branislav Rentka round out the 13 strong who are still all circulating. So they've now gone into double digits. Oh, nearly a clash of wheels between Malbasa and Huben as they went up the inside through into turn one. Huben back up the inside to retake the lead through turn two on lap number 11. This is absolutely close fought and no one is really trying to show all their cards. Malbasa showed a slight bit of the hand, but Mies Huben knew how to counter that attack and did it rather swiftly. The driver's still battling away. And in many respects, it could be a case of who is going to go for it at the last gasp. Last gasp. We have got just over 30 seconds of this race remaining. Mies Huben at the moment is in prime position. Three heat wins yesterday. Final one victory yesterday as now Malbasa goes up the inside to retake the lead on lap number 12 through turn one. Huben again able to strike straight back through turn two and neatly gets past the Serbian with a Swiss driver in the form of Paul Schoen rounding out the top three still. Ainis Vibriantis from Lithuania and David Matlak still battling away over what is fourth on the road at the moment. Time has now expired. The drivers, the th leaders, three of them coming through. The left-hander at turn seven for the penultimate time. And then into turn number eight. Round the right-hand hairpin at turn nine they come. 
Just a couple more corners to negotiate and it will be the last lap board. This is the sign that Mies Huben has wanted to see all weekend long leading the way. And Malbasa trying to force the issue going through turn one. But Huben quickly defended. Now Malbasa trying to go towards the inside towards turn two. Huben quickly switches across to the right-hand side and onto the racing line. Neatly done by the youngster from the Netherlands. Paul Schoen looking for an opportunity. If not, maybe not just to go for second, but maybe for first. Through turn four for the final time is now Jake Menton trying to go up the inside of Jas uh, Jakub Gasparovic and gets through on turn four. But Gasparovic responds on the approach into the right-hander at turn five and retakes the position. The chequered flag will wave for the first of five second finals here in Adria. Mies Huben still leading. One more corner to negotiate. And from the Netherlands, provisionally speaking, Mies Huben wins the weekend here in Italy and books his place to the international trophy at Portimao in early December. A clean sweep for the youngster from the Netherlands. Mies Huben, triumphant here in northern Italy. Three race victories in the heats yesterday and he's done the double in the finals and a great bit of sportsmanship from the youngster from the Netherlands. Winning the race by just 0.281 seconds and 84 thousandths was the margin between Luca Malbasa and Paul Schoen from Switzerland. Rounding out the top three positions, Ines Vibriantis came back to fight all the way up to third, uh, fourth place ahead of, ahead of David Matlack. Tom Pappenberg in sixth position from the Netherlands in the number 48 ahead of Jakub Gasparovic, uh, representing Slovakia. Jake Menton in the 31 representing the Netherlands takes ninth place uh, takes eighth place ahead of Austria's Drago Savisil Kutai in the number 33. Majus Mazinas from Lithuania takes 10th place ahead of Uros Bogdanic from Serbia. Ivan Simeonova from Austria in the 27. And rounding out the 13 strong grid from Slovakia, the number 45 of Branislav Renska. But Mies Huben provisionally takes the tickets to the international trophy in Portimao in early December this year.
So for those listening on the stream, thank you very much for joining us for the second part of the coverage officially here from Adria Karting Raceway here in um, here in uh, northern Italy. Uh, it's been a rather exciting weekend so far. We're now going to head into our 22nd race uh, here at Adria. Um, so we have four more races to go. Next up will be Junior Rotax. Uh, no, not Junior Rotax. My apologies there. Minimax. So we have another ticket to give away for the gra- uh, the International Trophy. And that is taking place at the Autodromo, Cat- uh, the Autodromo Internacional do Algarve. Uh, between December thir- uh, 8th and 13th, and it is also the place where the rescheduled and repositioned Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals that were due to take place at Bahrain around about sort of a couple of weeks from now. They'll be heading to Portimao between the 23rd and the 30th of January 2021. So effectively, um, it's been an interesting season so far. Um, I will go through the championship permutations as we head into the respective races here in northern Italy. And it has been an absolute treat being able to provide you people at home uh, through our, uh, well, a what I thought was a dormant stream, but a big thank you to Downforce Racing for providing us with this opportunity to provide with you people at home, not just the opportunity to shout at the timing screens that you're probably watching right now, but also to shout along with me. Well, not in unison, but obviously cheering on whoever are your favourites. So we really, really do appreciate it. I will be back in just a moment's time just to make sure that you are fully apprised of all the action as we will conclude a fantastic race weekend, a total of 27 races here in the Veneto region in northern Italy. It truly has been a pleasure being able to commentate as always here at the circuit. We came here last May and had a fantastic uh, set of weather Hot weather, 30 degrees Celsius. There was a water fight between some the part of the paddock on the Friday evening uh, whilst we were in, you know, having a bit of relaxation time. But I will be back in just a moment's time with you uh, before we get going for Minimax.
So very shortly, we will have things getting underway with our second of five second finals here, and Mini Max will be up next. Again, we will have an opportunity for one driver to secure their place at the Rotax Max Challenge International Trophy at Portimao between December 8th and the 13th this year. So nine drivers will very shortly be taking to the grid. 11 minutes plus an additional lap set to get underway as the sun continues to shine down from above. 17 degrees Celsius air temperature. And now the green flag waves on the start-finish line and the pre-grid for Minimax. Here is your starting order. Mateo Radenkovic who took a clean sweep of all three heats yesterday and also won the first final, will start again from pole position. Alongside him will be countryman Cahol Stout in the 143. Alongside Nick Trobek in the 118. will start from third position. Trobek representing Slovenia and representing the Netherlands in the 111, starting from fourth position on the grid, will be Rino Fernand Franco. Then also the 195 from Serbia, Velko Vranic, will start from fifth position. 
and alongside will be Slovenia's Vidmar Aljaz in the 126, completing the top three rows. Rounding out the nine strong grid will be as follows. Thiemann Huben from the Netherlands in the 105. From Italy, Lorenzo Lanzara in the 117. And then also in ninth place, representing Serbia, will be Nemanja Jovanovic in the 114 as they now go on to the formation lap. So now the drivers <clears throat> start getting into formation. Some weaving from side to side, trying to get that initial additional maybe degree or half a degree of extra temperature in the Mojo Racing tyres that are, that are on their carts. So the drivers now will hopefully get themselves going at the first time of asking. And with the red lights ignited on the starting gantry, what will transpire over the next 11 minutes and an additional lap? And at the end of it all, we will find out who will book their ticket to Portimao in early December. Radenkovic is the one to watch here, but also keep a look behind for some of those that will try and look to dethrone the young Belgian in the 196. Round the final corner they come. They split, go into the tram lines, accelerators press hard to the floor. Lights are out, they are off and racing. And through into turn one for the first time. It seems that Radenkovic has already gotten away very, very quickly by about six to eight cart lengths. Karoshed out, looking to be forced towards the outside through turn two, but he's still keeping a hold of what is now third position up the inside of the 118 of Nick Trobek. Tries to go Karoshed out, but can't get through. Rino Fernand-Franco rounds out the top five positions and has got Vidmar Aljaz right on his back bumper. But Velko Vranic now up into what is fourth place behind the 143 of Karoshed out from Belgium. As oh, off the track, that looks to be... Lanzara from Italy. So Lanzara went wide coming out of the exit of turn number six and now has dropped a considerable margin back from the other eight competitors who are now about to cross the stripe and complete lap number one. So Radenkovic, after the first lap, has, over, has got over a three-quarter of a second advantage as Karolstadt now gets past... Nick Trobek back up into second position goes the Belgian. Velko Vranic up to fourth. And Rino Fernand-Franco has been passed, not just by Vranic, who's looking up the inside of Trobek, but also Vidmar Aljans in the 126 from Slovenia. So the young Dutchman having to look to move forward. And Radenkovic once again setting the pace, having put in a 56.535 second lap time on lap number one. Just under nine and a half minutes of this final remaining. And what Radenkovic has been able to do is uh, once the red lights have gone out, he's absolutely nailed the start and managed to get the whole shot going into turn one and pull a quick gap 
And that is what has enabled him to pull forward and move away. And now the gap extends to just under 1.2 seconds. As Franco trying to look up the inside of Aljaz, through into turn two, the Slovenian runs wide and Franco gets back up into now fifth position. As Aljaz now having to battle away, I think that could be with Jovanovic in the 114, just behind, which is the case. As Franco looking up the inside of Ranic through into turn five, the Dutchman runs a little bit wide, Aljaz up the inside, but Franco tries to cover up off uh, Jovanovic. And does so going through into turn six by the narrowest of margins. But no contact between the pair from my vantage point here up in the commentary box. However, Radenkovic still leading. Lap number three is about to be completed. And the gap now works out at 1.395 seconds between Radenkovic and Kahol Stout. So it's a Belgian 1-2 at the moment. Trobek still rounding out the top three positions ahead of... Uh, now, that is not Velko Vranic now. Yeah, that is Velko Vranic in fourth place ahead of Vidmar Aljaz. Jovanovic trying to go up the inside of Franco, but Franco resists through the left-hand hairpin at turn four. Keeps fifth position, or sixth position at the minute. Thiemann Huben rounds out the top eight, not able to make any inroads like he did in the first race, as now the battle really wages on. As Jovanovic trying to get past Vidmar Aljaz for position. And Aljaz not able to keep on level pegging terms with Rino Franco. So the gap extends to nearly 1.6 seconds between first and second. So running order at the moment with seven minutes Approximately on the clock remaining plus an additional lap. Radenkovic leads by 1.587 seconds. Karol Stout as always nearly three abreast going into turn four. And that was very, very close indeed. A little nudge from behind on the back bumper of Aljaz from Thiemann Huben. Who has got past uh, Nemanja Jovanovic. But... Aljaz still keeping ahead of Thiemann Huben, who is trying to get past the Slovenian, trying every which way possible. As uh, Franco trying to go side by side with Vranic and gets the inside run. Oh, they tussle! Oh, they tussle! Did Vranic end up running a little bit wide as a result of that? He has dropped down significantly, so there might have been the slightest of nudges between the pair. Franco managed to get through. But as a result of that, Vranic drops all the way down to 8th position as a result of that exchange. So Franco trying to go for 4th, got it. And I think there might have been a little bit of an attempt for Vranic to try and turn in and keep it planted around the outside. And the 195 from Serbia, unfortunately, is the one that ends off worse. Franco now trying to look... Well, that's Thiemann Huben actually trying to look up the inside of Admar Vidmar Aljaz through into turn, the exit of turn six and into the left at turn seven. But the Slovenian resists for the moment. And Huben looks to get a good run of pace coming out of turn nine. Just under half of the race remaining. And Radenkovic has put in another quick lap running consistently in the in the low to the high 55.2 uh, second uh, three second lap times 
And he's done the fastest lap. That was on the completion of lap five. A 55.326 second lap time from the young Belgian running with Bouvin Power. Karstout rounds out the top two still. With Nick Trobek trying to close down on the 143 from PG Motorsports. Rino Fernanfranco looking a bit lonely in fourth place. I think he's had to reserve himself to the fact that he won't have an opportunity for an international trophy ticket this weekend because Radenkovic has been pretty much the class of the field. Improvements on the previous lap times by Trobek and Franco. And the warning flag has come out for Thiemann Huben in the 105. But still, once again, Radenkovic running in the low 55.3 second bracket. Improvement on lap times from Karol Stout. Nick Trobek running at the top three. Rino Fernand-Franco in fourth. Vidmar Aljans in fifth. Nemanja Jovanovic. As now Thiemann Huben trying to go up the inside of Jovanovic. Looks to have made the move through for sixth place. Nice work from the 105 from the Netherlands. Velko Vranic did improve on lap time of 55.783 from the Serbian with uh, Italy's Lorenzo Lanzara. Eight seconds adrift off of the current leader after seven laps. Also putting in a 55.723 as uh, Jovanovic trying to strike back at Thiemann Huben. Through into turn two. But Jovanovic from Serbia, unable to try and get past the young Dutch driver. Now tries to slingshot up the inside out of turn three into turn four. Up the inside goes Jovanovic and retakes the position back. And in the meantime, Velko Vranic closing on the back bumper of the 105 from the Netherlands in the 195. Lanzara also looks to have picked up the pace once again. Setting another personal best of a 55.696 second lap time. So just under three minutes of the race remain. Plus one lap. Gap between first and second now improve, increases to 3.088 seconds as Stout was nearly three-tenths of a second slower than Radenkovic, who now is heading into the left-hand hairpin at turn number four. Trobek still rounds out the top three as Jovanovic has been battling away with Thiemann Huben, but it looks like the Dutch driver in the 105 has got back past for what is sixth on the road. So the field starting to spread out a little bit, especially between first and second position. Radenkovic has just been completely metronomic. And on lap number seven, well, lap number eight actually did the best lap time of a 55.188. And for the last two laps has been running in the low 55.2 second lap time bracket. And extends the gap to, well, the gap now is just exactly 3.4 seconds between the two Belgians leading the field. So Radenkovic has just under 90 seconds, plus one lap still to go. Thiemann Huben again coming under fire from Nemanja Jovanovic in the 114. 
with Veliko Vranic now having Lorenzo Lanzara from Italy for close company and the Italian darts up the inside through turn six. With the 195 having to relinquish the position, Lanzara timed that perfectly and got through with no con undue or unwanted contact between the pair. But Franich tries to go back up the inside of the Italian through turn nine. So the gap now extends to 3.684 seconds. Once again between the two leaders. It is a Belgian 1-2. It pretty much has been for the majority of this race. And Radenkovic is not that far away. Because there is going to be a last lap board for their weekend. About to be shown firstly to the 196. Who now makes his way through the left at 7. Now into turn 8. And with the top seven drivers all improving on lap times, Radenkovic set the fastest lap of the race on the completion of lap 11. Now we're going to go on to the 13th and final lap in the second Minimax final. Radenkovic crosses the line. Now Soderstaut and Nick Trobek. Franco looks to have lost out possibly. Well, Franco is still in what is fourth position. Well, actually, make that third because he's managed to get past Nick Trobek going through turns one and two. So had a really good run, but Trobek trying to counter-attack gives the Dutch driver a little bit of a, a tap from behind. And that makes uh, Franco look over his shoulder. And Trobek goes up the inside, but the pair are nearly side by side as they come out. Trobek runs wide. Franco now retakes the position. But the checkered flag once again being prepared to conclude the second Minimax final, round the final corner. It's been faultless perfection for Mateo Radenkovic, who provisionally books his place to Portimao in early December at the International Trophy. Karol Stout takes second, 4.491 seconds behind Radenkovic, so making it a Belgian 1-2. Rino Fernand-Franco takes third place at the finish, a further two and a half or so seconds adrift comes the 111 from the Netherlands. Nick Trobek in the 118, representing Slovenia, takes fourth ahead of Vidmar Aljans, also representing Slovenia in the 126. Thiemann Huben in the 105 from the Netherlands, takes sixth at the end of the race with Nemanja Jovanovic. Uh, representing Serbia, taking seventh ahead of Italy's Lorenzo Lanzara in the 117, with Velko Vranic from Serbia rounding out the nine strong finishing order here in Minimax at Adria. With provisionally speaking, Radenkovic taking his spot for the international trophy in Portimao in early December. So I hope for those listening, if you are at the track, I hope you're listening as well. <laughs> um, we do have three more races still to go. We have very shortly, in just under 10 minutes, the uh, Junior Rotax uh, grid, 23 of them all, about to go into battle for the second and final time this weekend. And it has been an interesting one all the way through. 23 drivers comprised of 12 different nationalities with the Netherlands comprising the biggest contingent 
of five drivers. So just in about eight minutes' time, we will have Junior Rotax out on the grid.
So two second finals down, three more to go. And next up will be Junior Rotax here at Italy. And coming into this second final of the weekend, the point standings are as follows. Kai Hilitz, after winning the first final now, is on 120 points, with Tim Gerhards now still in second, but on 75 points. Valentin Klus now is on th uh, 60 points, having taken a second-place finish in the first final, with Bruno Mulders now rounding out the top four positions for the 24 points adrift. As the likes of Nick Gerhards and Carol Schultz have now made their way up into what is effectively sixth and seventh in the standings. With uh, Nick Gerhards on 33 points and Carol Schultz on 29. Here is your grid for their second and final race of the weekend here on finals day. So, on pole position, it is Kai Rielitz from Belgium in the 274. And the 201, Valentin Kluss, will be alongside. Tom Bracken from Belgium and Andrei Petrovic in the 250. They will be on row number two. With uh, Petrovic representing Serbia. Bakaglini in the 271 from Italy will have Farin Mega in uh, the 245 alongside on the third row. Christian De Klein and Andrea Vibriante from the Netherlands and Lithuania, respectively, round out the top four rows. Completing the top ten, it is Tim Gerhards from the Netherlands and Norway's Theo Eriksson. Nick Gerhards will start 11th alongside will be Carol Schultz from France. Gilles Cloet and Bruno Molders round out the top seven rows ahead of Matteo Pianizola from Italy. And Matis Turlo from the Netherlands. Leon Zelenko from Croatia and Austin Lee from Germany round out the top nine rows with Thomas Martins from Belgium and Hungary's Maynard Kroza rounding out the top 20. Completing the 23-strong grid will be Leon Arndt from Germany, Giuseppe Forenzi from Italy and Denmark's Milan Ritter. Air temperature has now increased to 18 degrees Celsius and now the red lights are ignited on the starting gantry once more. 11 minutes plus an additional lap of racing for the 23 drivers in, senior rota uh, in junior Rotax who comprise of 12 different nations. So the anticipation builds... They start to build speed. They push the accelerators down to the floor. Lights out, they go racing. As Willitz cuts across the track from left to right through turn one, Valentin Klus and Tom Bracken remain in the top three positions as one of the drivers, that is Andrei Petrovic, who has actually opted to start from behind the field as they make their way through. As uh, Nick Gerhard's trying to get up the inside, of uh, Austin Lee for position through turn four as it's nearly three abreast as someone goes banzaiing around the outside and uh, Nick Gerhards manages to get the position as it is all changed the likes of Gilles Cloet also factoring in at the back part of the field but the top four starting to break away early Gilles leads 
from Valentin Klus, Tom Bracken, Farin Mega, that's the top four. Leonardo Bacaglini from Italy rounds out the top five positions with Lithuania's Andrea Vibriante rounding out the top six. Christian Decline from the Netherlands now up into seventh place as Theo Eriksson is trying to be passed by Carol Schultz who gets up the inside, does the young Frenchman. And just behind them, they have Matisse Turlow in the 247. Giuseppe Forenzi already up into 12th place, uh, 11th place actually, in front of uh, Bruno Molders from the Netherlands as it's absolutely elbows out between Carol Schultz and Matisse Turlow. And that allows Forenzi to go up the inside of the Dutch driver. But then Turlow tries to respond through the exit of turn number six. Forenzi goes a bit wide into turn seven and the Dutch driver goes back up the inside. Leon Arndt rounds out the top 22 as Petrovic not factoring into this race, I fear, as they all now make their way through across the line. And the lead has changed because Valentin Klus and Tom Bracken have got past Kai Rielertz from Belgium. Farin Mega also from Germany. Makes it two Germans in the top four at the moment. As now Rielitz trying to go up the inside of Valentin Klus. So does Farhin Mega. Mega does not get enough room to have an opportunity to get past the 2-0-1. But then Klus responds up the inside of Rielitz as Bracken still leads. But Rielitz goes round the outside of the exit on the German through the exit of turn six and sweeps up neatly up the inside through turn seven. So Christian De Klein up into sixth place. Giuseppe Forenzi now confirmed up in 11th position at the end of the uh, previous lap. Zelenko now rounds up the top 15 from Croatia. So Bracken leads. Rielitz looking to go up the inside of the 218 through turn two. But Bracken shut the door very early indeed. So it looks like the 250 of Andrei Petrovic is, oh, it's getting very feisty around where Tim Gerhards is sitting at the moment out on the circuit. He looks like he's got past uh, Giuseppe Forenzi, amongst others, along with Milan Ritter and also Leon Zelenko. So quite a few of the drivers still getting the elbows out. Seven and a half minutes still to go. Gielitz back up the inside of Bracken to retake the lead through turn one as they go on to lap number five. And now there are two other drivers joining the party as behind Fahim Mega there is Italy's Leonardo Bacaglini and the Netherlands' Christian De Klein. A six-way scrap for the lead as Bacaglini goes defensive on De Klein through into the turn for left-hand hairpin as Bruno Molders also having to fight off the opposition just behind, which includes the 2-0-5 of Tim Gerhards, who now finds himself up into what is effectively 11th position. He needs to make a bit more of an inroads to try and get past drivers in front, and it is all for themselves and all. Drivers going this way, that way, left and right. And it is an absolute melee of colour from Junior Rotax towards the bottom part of the field. I think Tim Gerhards is not going to have the best weekend at all because effectively he's had a pretty consistent couple of weekends. Uh, both, well, at Genk, he took the race two victory on finals day. Is now far in mega. Has been passed by Giuseppe, for it, uh, by uh, Leonardo Bacaglini and Christian De Klein.
But Mega won't give up without a fight and he pulls past the CRG Holland driver. Goes alongside, the pair side by side, they nearly clash side pods through turn five. But Mega just manages to power around the outside through into turn six. Farhin Mega with an absolute brazen display there. He kept it on the black stuff and still maintained fifth position. But Kai Gielitz is starting to pull away. Three tenths to the good was his advantage over Tom Bracken. Looks to have extended ever so slightly. It is now double. It is six tenths as Christian De Klein has put in the fastest lap of anybody. And he's now trying to get past Farhin Mega back for fifth position. Six lead, the six at the front of the field as oh, <laughs> Carol Schultz sends it up the inside of Matty Sturlo through the left hander at turn number three. Neatly done by the young French driver Bruno Molders rounding up the top nine with Maynard Kroza from Hungary still in the top ten at the moment, having got past the 220 of Denmark's Milan Ritter. And another side-by-side -side that looks to be the likes of Vibriante, amongst others. Tim Gerhards down in 15th position. That's a single point that the young Dutch driver who secured the BNL Karting Series Minimax Championship last year at the final round is going to look to want to make a better impression. But he only scored seven points. He's got a massive, massive disadvantage at the moment as Andrei Petrovic has retired due to be given, given the black flag but Tom Bracken trying to find his way past Valentin Klus to then try and go after Kai Rielertz. So Tom Bracken, who's been racing elsewhere, including the FIA Academy Trophy representing Belgium, and he's also been running in Europe once again. He, ran, he raced in Italy uh, last year before he made his return to Rotax competition, so it is good to see the youngster in the 218 back. But Hillitz's lead over Valentin Klus last time around was nearly eight tenths of a second. This time it's just a fraction under, 0.767. So Carol Schultz now down into ninth place behind Matisse Turlo and now the 2.77 of Bruno Mulders. Uh, and Schultz is battling away with Maynard Kroza from Hungary. And it's now Giuseppe Ferenzi goes towards the outside of Tim Gerhards through the turn four left-hand hairpin. The Italian trying to go through past for 15th position. But Tim Gerhards knows that the fight has really been tough this weekend here in Italy. Two DNFs after two incidents in the heats yesterday has really seen a difficult season sort of unfold unfortunately not to his advantage but to his detriment as Bracken now goes back up the inside of Valentin Klus to take second position watch out for Leonardo Bacaglini who now tries to go up the inside of Valentin Klus through turn three as uh, Christian De Klein has to put the anchors on oh my goodness me the 299 from the Netherlands manages to keep uh, it on the tarmac just ahead of Farhin Mega who also I think might have just been caught out a little bit unawares, but the young German in the 2.45, who uh, won the uh, Minimax uh, Rotax Grand Finals uh, title back in 2018 at Conde Pareba in Brazil, showing his credence as a junior. He is one that is on the rise, and his pace in the Rotax Max Challenge Germany Championship 
Saw him secure second in the overall standings at Wittgenborn last weekend. But Kai Hillitz's advantage over Tom Bracken now extends to over a second. As we head in towards the last two minutes, plus one additional lap as Valentin Klus now in fourth behind Leonardo Baccaglini from Italy. Christian De Klein and Farin Mega round out the top six positions ahead of Matisse Turlo from the Netherlands with Bruno Mulders in the 277 trying to chase down his countrymen. And that is in the battle for seventh position. Carol Schultz, Milan Ritter round out the top ten followed by Menard Kroza, Theo Eriksson, Leon Zelenko, Tim Gerhards now in 14th ahead of Giuseppe Forenzi. Andrea Vibriante from Lithuania now rounds out the top 16 positions ahead of Nick Gerhards, Austin Lee, Gilles Cloet, Thomas Martins, Leon Ant, and Matteo Pianizola from Italy with Petrovic no longer taking any part in this race, having been black flagged on lap number three. But Gilertz now extends his gap. And now this time it is Bacaglini that is in second position. Klus now up into third. Decline ahead of Bracken with Mega just behind. And the top six were last time covered by just under two seconds. 1.983 to be precise as Forenzi having a ding-dong battle with the likes of Zelengo and Vibriante. As uh, Forenzi has to go a little bit wide coming out of the turn four left-hand hairpin. But this time around we will go on to the penultimate lap of the race. So Kai Hillitz will cross the line. 35 seconds on the clock remaining. So this time it will be the last lap board. And this will put Kai Hillitz provisionally on 145 points after six races this season. And it will make it a clean sweep of six, uh, four uh, out of six, four in a row as Bracken trying to get up the inside of Farin Mega who has to run wide coming out of turn four. But Mega keeps ahead for the minute. Decline down into fifth, uh, sixth place as Bracken up the inside as this decline. Oh, there's a turnaround from Bracken. Turnaround from Bracken. He went across the front of Mega. I think Mega had nowhere to go and as a result of that, that pitched the young Belgian round. So Tom Bracken now out of the fight for what would have been second position. Last lap board has been shown to Kai Gilertz with Leonardo Bacaglini being closed in on by Valentin Klus. As Matisse Turlo now having to battle away with Bruno Morders. Who has one of the brightest crash helmets I think I've ever seen in my life. Is now close. Gets past Leonardo Bacaglini on the final lap through turn four. Now it's Christian de Klein's turn up the inside. And he makes it three wide through turn six. And Klus still gets second. Klus up the inside. Mega trying to get past the Dutchman. But Klus still keeps a hold of second. Checkered flag is going to wave. And it is two for two. It's four race victories on finals day in a row for Kai Gielitz from Belgium in the 274. Second is Valentin Klus from Germany. Christian de Klein takes third position ahead of Farin Mega. Leonardo Bacaglini was running as high as second. Takes fourth at the end of it, uh, fifth at the end of it all. Matisse Turlo takes sixth ahead of Bruno Mulders. Carol Schultz, Milan Ritter, Theo Eriksson round out the top 10. Maynard Crozier in 11th. Tim Gerhardt takes 12th. 
at the end of that race. And after that, his teammate at SP Motorsport, Tom Bracken, who ended up finishing in 13th. Good solid result for Austin Lee at the end of what's been a tough race weekend for the 207 taking 14th and with it two points with Lithuania's Andrea Vibriante running out the top 15 positions. Gilles Cloet, Thomas Martins, Giuseppe Forenzi, Leon Arndt and Nick Gerhards rounds out the 20 strong that made it to the full 14 lap race distance with Croatia's Leon Zelenko unfortunately retiring on uh, lap number 12, Matteo Pianizola on lap number 11 and uh, Andrei Petrovic having to park the cart after three laps following being given the black flag. So for those listening on the live stream, we still have two more races to go and at quarter past, well, quarter to two this afternoon, which will be in around 10 minutes time, we will get our penultimate race of the weekend, race 26 of the meeting underway with Senior Rotax, 34 drivers, 17 rows of competitors with 14 minutes plus an additional lap. That will give us about 15 minutes of exciting, dynamic racing action to conclude what has happened in Senior Rotax over the past few days.
So very soon, our 34 senior Rotax drivers will head out onto the circuit for the penultimate race of the meeting. Race 26, final number two for senior Rotax. So now with the updated standings, after the fifth main race of the season, Matilda Olson now has 77 points, having won the first final Today, Sean Butcher now moves up into second in the standings. Further 21 points adrift on 56, with Lachlan Robinson representing the United Arab Emirates now in third on 53. Mads Ries now is effectively tied for fourth in the standings alongside Dylan LaHaye and Mark Kimber. So the Dane, irrespective of how many points he gets, uh, today, this afternoon, in the second final, he will move up to what will effectively be fourth in the standings. Luca Lystra currently sits seventh in the tables uh, on 38 points with Storm Brewer, Zombar Kovac and Lewis Gilbert rounding out the top 10 positions with the 329 from Potenza Racing Engines not here this weekend as we only have two Brits uh, in the form of Sean Butcher and Guy Cunnington who both scored points in the first final. Cunnington scoring 10 for sixth place, whilst Butcher took nine for finishing in seventh, and Lachlan Robinson took eight points for finishing in eighth place. So once again, we have another 14 minutes plus an additional lap of racing, and as a result of his second place finish in the first final, Juho Valtonen puts his first set of points on the board this season, as I said earlier, he's been uh, racing elsewhere, the number 330 from Finland, and moves up to 13th in the standings on 21 points, just a point ahead of Germany's Vincent France. So with regards to those wondering at home, how do the uh, four classes get entries for the grand finals? Well, it's the top three on the podium at the end of the season for juniors, for seniors. DD2, we give away a ticket to the champion and the vice champion, and it is the champion of DD2 Masters that will head off to Portimao late next January. So the green flag waves for the final time for Senior Rotax this weekend. And we are going to be treated to an impressive spectacle of close quarter combat here on the 1,302 metre circuit at Adria Karting Raceway. Your grid is as follows. On the front row, it is Matilda Olson and Juho Valtanen. Elia Galvanin will start third alongside teammate Zombar Kovac from Hungary. Luca Lystra and Guy Cunnington will start in 5th and 6th with Sean Butcher, Lachlan Robinson, Mads Ries and the Netherlands' Maurice Schuring rounding out the top 10. Then it is Axel Bengtsson and Jules Castro on row 6, Leonardo Longoni and Artur Horsch row 7, Tobias Poschik and Ehad Turka row 8, Drake Janssen and David Lackner rounding out the top 18 positions with Beer Dorostin and Flint Schuring. Rounding out the top 20. Anthony Belou, Nicola Guerra, Bart Witt, Dante Repagne, Yuri Tenhef, Max Stevenink, Andreas Hebaun, Justin Polman, Lars Zainen, Storm Brauer, Philip Yannick, 
Vincent France, Emily Dehoys, and Adrian Dobrich round out the 34 strong grid. 14 minutes are set on the timer here in Italy for one final time. And these drivers will be pushing to the limit and then some. Now the drivers start to weave from left to right as they enter into turn six on the formation lap. So there has been only one driver that has successfully defended a title in Euro Trophy history. That driver just so happens to be former two-time Junior Rotax champion Mike Van Vrucht from the Netherlands for 2018 and 2019. And Matilda Olson, who took the title at the penultimate race of the season at Wackersdorf in early September last year, looks to make sure, make good her intentions to sign off this season in style. And she is absolutely controlling that pace. They are at a real claw crawl. So it is Olson, Valtonen, Galvanin, Kovac, Lystra, Cunnington, Butcher, Robinson, Rees, Morris Schuring. Let's see, what are we going to have here? Red lights on the gantry. They push the accelerators hard to the floor. Will it be lights out? Yes, we're off and away first time. And it's two by two. Hurrah, up into turn one. Valton and trying to get the outside line. On into turn two. Gets past Olson for the lead. I think uh, Galva I think that might be Kovac that's also gone through. So Olson already down into third place. And then it's Kovac, Galvanin in fourth. Cunnington as oh, oh my goodness me someone got a bit of a shock and a surprise that was Lachlan Robinson who absolutely had to wrestle with the steering wheel when the right front wheel got a touch and I think that might have been from Luca Leistra from Belgium who rounds out the top five but make that now Guy Cunnington from Great Britain So the drivers now are trying to make their way through. Philip Yannick drops down to 34th position and it looks like we've got someone way down at the back. That could be Dante Rapagne as they filter their way through turns one and two. Valton in leads, Kovac in second. Olson being pressurised by Elia Galvanin for third place. Cunnington rounds out the top five ahead of Luca Leistra from Belgium. Sean Butcher, Lachlan Robinson, Mads Ries and the 355 of Axel Bengtsson from Sweden. As Olson trying to hold off Galvanin, who steamrolls up the inside of the Swede through turn five. But now Olson counterattacks, and Cunnington gets past the Italian as well. The two strawberry racing teammates making make quick work of the Italian through turn number six. So now they round out the top four positions. Oh, someone hard off into the barriers backwards off of turn number eight. And that's... That's a, that's a JJ racing cart. We've got two other carts involved. And one has got a definitely uh, broken right rear axle. So yellow flags being waved. One cart off of the racing, uh, nearly on the racing line, actually backwards. And I don't think that driver's going anywhere. So multiple drivers. That looks to be Morris Schuring, Drek Janssen, Leonardo Longoni. And I think also Yuri Tenhev might be involved, but someone went barrel rolling backwards with the rear bumper hitting the barriers hard and that driver is absolutely furious with what has just transpired. So three drivers eliminated off of that incident, off of turn number eight. 
So I've just spotted Leonardo Longoni from Italy is actually one of the drivers. So it is Morris Schuring, Drake Janssen, and also Yuri Tenhef. And I think that was Tenhef that was absolutely, there was the one that was kicking the barrier with his right foot. And it's now at the moment, Zombor Kovac has got into the lead. Johan Valtonen has dropped to third. Olson back up into second, Galvanin. And now Cunnington trying to keep Sean Butcher at bay. And that is for fifth position on the road. Lachlan Robinson seems to be just behind his teammate, having got past Luca Leister and Mazris. As now they filter their way through into completing another lap. Just over 10 minutes and 35 seconds still to go in this race. Dante Rampagni, Philip Yannick and Leonardo Longoni round out the 31 still running. The top four nearly line astern with Galvanen at the back of the train, all covered by just over... 0.38 of a second as Olson retakes the lead on lap number five. Kovac and Valtonen and Galvanen, you cannot separate them at the moment. As now Valtonen trying to go up the inside of Kovac. This could allow Galvanen to try and get past. They go through into turn five. Oh, nearly contact between Valtonen and Kovac, who got up the inside of the fin, going through the left-hander at turn five, right-hander at turn five, but Valtonen stuck to his spurs, kept pushing and kept it planted. Up the inside goes the fin. This could allow Galvan in the opportunity he needs. It nearly ends up being three wide. Kovac loses out. That's going to be fifth place for the Hungarian at the very least, maybe even sixth place. Also now has got clean air in front and behind and has got a gap of nearly 1.2 seconds. Valtonen now in second. Galvanin, Cunnington, Lystra, Butcher, Zombar Kovac and Lachlan Robinson. Then you've got Mazris and Axel Bengtsson rounding out the top 10. Jules Castro in the meantime has been a bit like a silent assassin. Now up into 11th place as Robinson I think has just got past Zombar Kovac. That is the case. Trying to go with through into turn five. Mazris now trying to factor in. As oh, oh my goodness me. Leicester and Cunnington have a little bit of a tussle through turn seven. But Cunnington keeps ahead for the moment. And that allows Sean Butcher to get past Luca Leicester in the meantime for fifth place. And at the moment, with just over eight minutes and 50 still to go, Matilda Olson now trying to keep. Pulling away, but Valtonen not letting the Swede do so. And has just put in the fastest lap of the race. Well, actually, scrap that. Vincent France in 14th has just put in a 50.56 second lap time. Sean Butcher in the meantime closing on Guy Cunnington for what is fourth on the road. And then just behind is Luca Lystra, who's got Lachlan Robinson chasing him down. But then Mads Ries decides to go up the inside of the Dubai-based driver from the UAE. And then Zombar Kovac, still in ninth position, waiting for his chance to try and get back up towards the front of the field. But the, with, with the way things that have just transpired, Kovac lost out big time a couple of laps ago, going through the king because it was three wide with Galvani trying to go to the inside. And that allowed him to get up into fourth place, uh, third place. Olson still keeping a gap of around one second between himself and uh, Juho Valtonen. Galvani still running strong in third. Cunnington a little bit further adrift, make that nearly seven tenths of a second between the Brits and the Italian, who are both fourth and third respectively. Sean Butcher and Luca Lystra round out the top six. Madsdys still ahead of Lachlan Robinson. 
So at the moment, with fifth place, Lock, um, Sean Butcher will secure another 11 points and Lachlan Robinson another eight, which will put the pair respectively 61 for Lachlan Robinson and Sean Butcher. That will put him on 67. Lystra currently running in P6. That will put him on a total of 48 points. Mads Reese will be on nine points if it finished as it did now, putting him on 59 and putting him up to fourth in the standings. But Olson, with this kind of performance, this will put uh, the driver from Uppsala, based out of Sweden, effectively with 25 points, a double victory, will put her on 102 points. And that will be an absolute country mile between her and also Sean Butcher. With Butcher, that will probably, by my estimation, make it about around about a 35-point advantage as the final round has been uh, scheduled to take place in a couple of weeks' time at Carlton Genk, the home of champions, between November 6th and 8th. So six minutes and ten or so seconds to go. Matilda Olson's lead has been truncated. Mansuris has set the fastest lap of the race on lap number eight with a 50.341 with the 379 representing Denmark as Lachlan Robinson trying to shimmy his way up the inside. You could tell he was wrestling with the brakes there a little bit, trying to control the cart. I think it just uh, didn't really help him. It hindered him a little bit going through into the turn four hairpin. But he made the most amount of positions gained. I think I counted at least 30 plus positions uh, in the heats yesterday. And in heat three, as now he tries to go up the inside of... I don't think that was him going up the inside of Mads I think that might have been Zombor Kovac going up the inside of Robinson to now take what is eighth on the road. But Lachlan Robinson made up 18 positions in heat three yesterday. And it was Kovac that went up the inside of Robinson to now take eighth on the road. Gap between first and second, running at about eight tenths between Olson and Valentinen. So we've had five retirements so far. Philip Yannick on lap two. Leonardo Longoni, lap two. Morris Schuring, well, lap three for the pair. Morris Schuring, Drek Janssen, Yuri Tenhev. Three instantly eliminated following the five-car incident going into turn eight on lap number two. And some of the battles still waging on towards the back part of the field. The likes of Bartovic, amongst others. Uh, Max Stemmerdink from the Netherlands in the 3-0-1, running out the top 26 places. As now Juhol Valtenen puts in the fastest lap of the race, a 50.295 from the 3.30. Bring the gap down between him and Matilda Olson, who continues to lead on lap number 12 but to just seven tenths of a second. We saw in the first final how close it got between the pair as now, I think I've just seen Stormbrough trying to go up the inside of Anthony Ballou. Gets past the French driver, the pair. Tussle coming out of the exit of turn number four. And just behind are the likes of um, Flint Schering and Justin Pullman. A little bit further up the road, Emily De Hoy's just a position away from getting a point. Uh, De Hoy's representing the Netherlands has got seven points, having scored... Uh, those points at Wackersdorf as now looks to be a change for third place as Guy Cunnington gets past Elia Galvanin through turn two on lap number 13. Great work there by the 350. 
But Galvanin will know this track very, very well, along with quite a few others that do compete in Italy. So Galvanin will try and keep close to Cunnington, who now is in third. Lystra still rounds out the top five. Madsley's from Denmark in sixth, ahead of Sean Butcher, Zombor Kovac, Lachlan Robinson, Tobias Poshik and Belgium's Jules Castro round out the top 11 positions as we have just under three minutes remaining. Matilda Olson still has a gap of nearly seven tenths of a second between herself and Johan Valtinen as Elia Galvanin trying to close back on Guy Cunnington for third position. It is starting to close between the top 11. They were covered by just over 4.7 seconds at the end of 13 laps. The entire field... From first to effectively what is 20, 28th position covered by less than 18 seconds. As there's still some great battles happening up and down the order. And Storm Brewer trying to get past uh, David Lackner in the 351 and I think he has made it through. Oh, we've had a little bit of a skirmish going on off of turn number six. And one driver definitely having to now lick their wounds. Unfortunately... And that driver, who will drop down the order very shortly, I will see that on the timing screen here. But at turn number six, when it goes three wide, three into one, never go. And that looks to be Anthony Boulou from France in the 307 that has dropped down to the back of the order after a slight exchange and, a, and an incident there. So Madsley still holds the fastest lap, and that was set on lap number 13 of 50.231. But Matilda Olson has started putting in the qualifying style laps. The 300, based out of Uppsala, now has a 0.833 second advantage after 14 laps over Juho Valtonen. Guy Cunnington still, at the moment, rounds out the top three positions. Ahead of Elia Galvanin. Lystra still in fifth. Madsley, Sean Butcher... Zombor Kovac now has been repassed by Lachlan Robinson, who's back up into eighth. So the UAE driver will score at this particular moment in time with just over 60 seconds uh, to go on the clock. Will score another eight points. But this was the weekend that really would define the championship fight. And it has been defined, uh, defined quite uh, in a particular way, in the fact that Matilda Olson had to battle tooth and nail yesterday. But it's about finals day. The ranking after the heats always puts you in the best position, the best foot forward, as Olson now goes on to the 17th and penultimate lap of the race. She has a lead of nearly nine-tenths of a second, uh, over nine-tenths of a second over Juho Valtonen, who now has... A little bit of breathing space, but Guy Cunnington is being closed in on by Galvanin. Now Lystra and also Madsrys. You can add Sean Butcher to that very shortly, but the final lap board of the senior Rotax uh, second final is about to be displayed. So third, fourth, fifth and sixth. Almost line astern. It's being led by Guy Cunnington, who after he got past... Elia Galvanin has put the 350 exactly where he's needed to on the circuit. This is Guy's first race season in Europe. Last lap board for Matilda Olson. Now Juho Valtonen. Now Guy Cunnington. Elia Galvanin. Luca Lystra. Mads Rees. Sean Butcher. Lachlan Robinson. Zombor Kovac. 
Tobias Poshik, Jules Castro, Vincent France, Beardorstein, Ehad Turka, and Axel Bengson rounding out the 15 that could very well score points. And that is provisionally speaking. And also now has a gap of 1.1 seconds as Galvanin looking for a last ditch attempt to get past Guy Cunnington in the dying stages of the race. But the way things are going, the Brit might hold on for third place at the end of it all. Checkered flag is now going to be prepared. Just two more corners remain. And the defending champion, it's two for two on finals day for Matilda Olsson from Sweden, who wins and takes a maximum score of 50 points, 1.328 seconds ahead of Juhov Antonen. Guy Cunnington rounds out the top three. Elia Galvanin in fourth ahead of Luca Lystra, Mads Ries, Sean Butcher, Lachlan Robinson, Zombor Kovac, Tobias Poshik, Gilles Castro, Vincent France, Beard Dorostein, Ehad Turka, Axel Bengtsson rounds out the top 15, who provisionally at the moment, pending sporting and technical matters, will score points in the second final of the race weekend. Narrowly missing out was Emily de Hoys in 16th, ahead of Artur Horsch, Stormbrauer, Flint Schering, Lars Zanen, Nicola Guerra, uh, Justin Pullman, Andreas Herbaun, David Lagner, Bart Zivit, with Max Stemmerdink rounding out the top 26 and completing the 29 that finished the full race distance were Adrian Dobrich, Anthony Bulu and Dante Rapagne with Philip Yannick retiring on lap three, Leonardo Longoni on lap three with Maurice Schuring, Drake Hansen and Yuri Tenhev eliminated early after turn eight on lap number two. So after that enticing senior road tax race, thank you very much for everyone tuning in on the official uh, live stream audio that we have uh, been able to provide for finals day at uh, this particular moment in time, obviously due to the live, the uh, original live stream video and sound uh, being cancelled due to obviously the COVID-19 uh, restrictions and the ongoing increase within the uh, global side of things through the pandemic in terms of cases and uh, unfortunately uh, people passing away due to uh, the nature of the virus. However, we have one more race to go and in just a few moments time, DD2 and DD2 Masters close out the action with things getting underway at 10 past two this afternoon. I'll be back in just a moment.
So it all comes down to this. One final race to conclude the penultimate round of the 2020 Rotax Max Challenge season being hosted here at the fantastic circuit. Adria Karting Raceway, 1,302 metres. It has been an absolute pleasure to be back once again. I know that we do have a bit of a clean-up operation as carts are being moved back to Park Ferme. And at the moment, we have DD2 Masters, uh, DD2 and DD2 Masters about to get going. And in terms of the championship fight, 
Looking at the top five competitors, they are covered by 14 points. And then when you add a sixth driver, maybe make that a seventh, the top seven covered by just 22 points. So Zanab Shablak leads by four points after the fi- first final ahead of uh, his teammate at Bouvin Power. Glenn Van Parijs. Peter Bezel rounds out the top three, the defending champion on 61 points with Manuel Tenshad on 59. Nicolas Picot from France on 59 points or further, 53 points or further, six adrift. Daniel Mahacek on the benefits of his second place finish in final number one moves up to sixth on 48, just three points ahead of Matthias Lund. Sebastian Rumpelhart. Based on countback, he's now taken two race victories this season. He now ties Slavomir Maransky on the point standings for DD2 Masters. Rudy Champion in the number 544 is on 56 points uh, with Michael Becker, Roberto Pajewski, Thomas Schumacher, amongst others, rounding out uh, the uh, top six positions. But it's mainly been about the fact that some drivers are actually racing here this weekend but here is your final grid of the race weekend the 27th and final race of the meeting Michael Rossina leads the field onto the track ahead of Daniel Mahacek from Austria Manuel Tenchert and Glenn Van Parijs round out the top two rows followed by Zander Schiblack and Zenderua Mario Savan and Pedro Bezel round out the top four rows with Mattia Sergio Limena completing uh, well, Sergio Limena and Frederic Jerich completing the top 10. Philip Moitzi and Gregorio Bertocco in 12, uh, 11th and 12th respectively ahead of Matthias Lund. Jakub Bezel and Ragnar Virus completing the top 15. Tim Holker and Luca Monoretto ran at the top 17 positions ahead of Silas Ritter with Sebastian Rumpelhart in the 509 and Rudy Champion completing the top 20 and effectively make a front row for DD2 Masters on row number 10. Pritzai from Estonia rounds out the top three in DD2 Masters in this grid in 21st. Ahead of Leo Kaschenbauer, Mark Bartels, Nicola Picot, Karl Klebort, Oliver Weidenbach, Dennis Thiem, Robin Kritzon, Maxim Derich, uh, Mikolas Mazinas, Marta Busola, Jamie Smith, Florian Weidenbach, Jordi Collen and Daniel Oberheiter. But Oberheiter did not get past lap number one last time around. However, will the 429 from KSCO Study Europe decide to go out there and try his level best? We will find out when they cross the line for the first time when they are under now starters' orders. So it is Rossina, Mahacek, Tenshirt, Vampirais, Pshiblak, Derua, Saban, Bez, uh, Bezel, Matthias Sergiulimena, and Friedrich Jarich. That rounds out your top 10 positions on the grid overall with Rumpelhart and Champion being the first two drivers from DD2 Masters the field starts to concertina as we wait for a little straggler at the back of the field that could be I think that is Jordi Collins so it looks like Daniel Oberhoiter might not make an appearance in this race they now start to come round the final corner red lights on the gantry they put the hammers down. Lights out. We are off and racing. And Tenshek gets the jump on Mahacek through into turn one. 
And it really shows that uh, Shiblak was definitely looking to go for it as I think Petter Bezel trying to go around the outside at turn two. Oh, this could get very nasty very quickly if we're not careful. And there's a bit of wrestling, a bit of toing and froing. With the likes of Mario Saban having to uh, try and fend off Peter Bezel, but Bezel got back up the inside as now Zanab Shiblak trying to fight tooth and nail with Zendarua, and that was for fifth position. Is now Glenn Van Parijs up the inside of the 402 through turn six and now makes it through, but Shiblak straight back up the inside. Oh, the pair tussle through turn seven, and that drops Glenn Van Parijs down two positions on the very first lap. So Van Parijs drops from fifth to seventh at the snap of her fingers. So Rosina, who has had a clean sweep all the way through the weekend, fastest in qualifying on Friday afternoon, took all three race victories in the heats yesterday, putting him on pole position for final one, and he has literally decided to make good his intentions, and Rosina is actually in 11th place in the standings on just one sole victory alone is now Zanov Shivlak up the inside of Peter Bezel trying to go through turn five but the Czech Republic driver not playing that game as a little bit further adrift it's nearly three abreast a bit further down the order everyone jockeying for position Rudy Champion looks to have made it past Sebastian Humpelhart I believe and uh, that might be the case because Rudy Champion showing up last time around in 13th position so that would be the likes of Silas Ritter just behind the Frenchman. So Philip Moitzi, now Rudy Champion, now up into 12th place. Uh, who recently took the weekend win. As all Mahacek snakes his way up the inside of Manuel Tenshat and Zendarua looking to try and have his opportunity at the 484 from KSB. But Darua from AKK Sports still, still trying to get past. And he's a multi-time Grand Finals uh, participant in his own right, is Zendarua. So Rosina, keeping a gap of around four-tenths of a second between himself and second position. And Daniel Mahacek, at the moment, is running in second. Tensha now, I think, has just dropped to fourth because Zendarua... From Slovenia in the 409 has now got past for position on the Intrepid chassis. Glenn Van Parijs sitting in around about eighth position at the minute as Petr Bezel gets past by Zanov Shiblak. But Van Parijs has got past the 480 of Mario Saban, who is trying to find his way back up the order. So at the moment, the way things are going, Petr Bezel really putting himself into the title dynamic, as now is Manuel Tenshirt. And if I'm completely honest, I'm having a look at where Nicola Pico is like a He's basically uh, leapfrogging a lot of people at the moment. The French driver now up into 15th place uh, in the 406 representing France. So Pico looking to strike back. He has, lo has lost a little bit of ground to Zander Triblack. was 14 points adrift this time around. Coming into this final as now Daniel Mahacek really pushing like crazy. And he is looking to get past the 432 of Michael Rossina from Italy, who now knows he has got a fight. It is two gladiators at the front of the field, but there's quite a few more beyond that. Hazana Shrimlak sends it up the inside of Manuel Tenchat to take fourth position through turn six and is just in front 
of Peter Bezel. Glenn Van Prize now past Mario Saban for seventh place. And Frederick Jarisch from Austria rounds out the top nine, followed by Philip Moitsi. So two Austrians, and that makes four in total from Austria in the top ten. Matthias Sergio Limena now being closed in on by Nicola Pico. And Pico now just over three and a half tenths of a second behind the Italian as now Mahacek really fancies his chances once again going through the left-hander at turn number three into the hairpin at four they go Mahacek got the gap down to around about uh, just under two tenths of a second fastest lap at the moment Luca Munoretto on lap number five of this race the Italian on the 4.49 now up to 14th past Ragnar Veras who has got past Matthias Lund from Denmark, who is ahead of countryman Silas Ritter in the triple four. Now, Rossina, let's be honest here, has literally cantered away from the rest of the field like a pride racehorse. However, Mahacek has decided otherwise and has got the gap really close now. Zenderua feeling the heat from Son of Shiblak, who now tries to go up the inside of the Slovenian through into turn two. The pair was side by side on the exit. Son of Shiblak switches to the inside for turn three. Back up the inside he goes. Now into third place and goes defensive very quickly through the corner. Peter Bezel now on the back of the pair of them as Glenn Van Parijs fending off all behind. Manuel Ten shut up the inside of Mario Saban. And just behind is uh, Yerish. In the 4-0-3, and he tries to get past, and I think he's just got through. And Jakob Bezel, not too far adrift from that battle. Luca Moreretto and Nicola Pico now up into 13th and 12th, respectively, with Limena just outside of the top 10. Dennis Thiem now up into 27th. Rudy Champion has dropped like a proverbial stone in the meantime. So Sebastian Rumpelhart will take the standings lead after this race by a considerable margin. And at the moment, just keeping an eye on what's happening in DD2 Masters, effectively Rudy Champion will end up on 72 points, putting him third in the standings. And Sebastian Rumpelhart will end up on 106 so that is a 34-point advantage. So Daniel Obreiter did not take the start. The remainder of the field, all 34 DD2 and DD2 Masters drivers being rounded out by South Africa's Jamie Smith in the 436 running on the Birolart chassis are still circulating. Lap 9, Rosina and Mahacek line astern. The gap has not gotten any higher than two tenths of a second in the last few laps with Mahacek running faster Munoretto sets another fastest lap on lap number seven 50.262 for the Italian and I'm just trying to spot where he is at the minute because he's like this uh, whirling dervish going up the field he's up into 11th place now and just in front of him is Jakob Bezel in the 460 and the championship permutations on DD2 are changing all the times under Shiblak well, uh, if it was to finish now, we'd end up on 16 points. Glenn Van Parijs, currently in sixth place, would take 10. Peter Bezel in fourth would take uh, 13. Manuel Atencia, he'd take uh, that would basically be nine points, finishing in seventh place. So again, it would look like that Peter Bezel would springboard above Glenn Van Parijs to second position. Uh, provisionally speaking at the moment but it's dependent on the actions of Glenn Van Parijs who's now got up past Zenderua
and that will put him onto 11 points. So that would basically make second even Stephen between the pair. But it's getting rather, rather feisty at the moment. I'm just keeping my eyes on what is transpiring at the front of the field because Rosina still having to fend off Daniel Mahacek. Zander Pshiblak still rounding out the top three. Five and a half minutes to go, plus an additional lap of the race meeting. Before the championship heads back to the home of champions at Kartingenk in just two weeks' time. Subject to official confirmation, with entries already open. And uh, there we will crown our champions. And also we will give away our final ticket for Portimao for Micro and Minimax. But Mahacek definitely making sure he's made good his intentions as I've just spotted Jordi Cullen who has started from the back part of the field the Dutchman now up into what is 21st had a quick chat with him briefly through the lunch break and he just said the chassis uh, wasn't 100% and then I had a problem with the bumper and then uh, yeah I had to park it so uh, I said to him well wish you all the very best of luck and I think that might have helped a little bit but the steely determination of any racing driver means that they will want to push forward. So after 11 laps completed, the lead has now extended to just under three-tenths of a second. Michael Rossina looking to do the clean sweep here as, oh, someone tried banzaiing up the inside. And I think that was Ragnar Virus up uh, on the inside, possibly. But someone decided to absolutely launch it through into turn four and got the move done by a whisker. And whoever that was, I applaud you, because at the end of the day, it's not easy to go into a hairpin like that and pull a move like that off a la Daniel Ricciardo. Gap between first and second now drops to 0.134. So Rosina still leads. Mahacek still in second. Shriblak in third ahead of uh, Jakub Bezel, Glenn Van Parijn, Zendrua. Manuel Attencia. Now here comes Luca Moretto on a charge. The 449 uh, from Italy uh, ahead of uh, Frederick Jerich as we've had the black and white warning flag and it is coming out for the 473. Uh, that is Leo Kauschenbauer from Austria, who now gets the black and white warning flag from race control, obviously for actions out on the circuit. As Manuel Tenshet has now got back past Zenderua. And now the Austrian up into sixth position once again. Munoretto trying to close on those in front. Munoretto now is about 2.3 seconds behind, but there's two and a half minutes still remaining, plus an additional lap in this race, in the weekend, and to uh, hopefully get a top 10 finish confirmed. There's a little bit further back. There's definitely a lot of drivers still trying to do their best. Gregorio Bertocco loses out to Mark Bartels for 24th position. With 34 drivers still running, Nicolas Mazinas rounds them out, representing Lith Lithuania in the number 585.
So the drivers still doing their best. Celestita and Sebastian Humpelhart managed to get past the 497 of Austria's Philipp Moitzi. Oliver Weidenbach gets past Leo Kauschenbauer, 421st position. But there is still a lot to be decided. The gap between Michael Rossina and Daniel Mahacek still has not changed by much. And effectively, the way things are, Daniel Mahacek will put himself on 68 points. And that will get him up close and personal. Remember, for DD2, it is the champion and the vice champion that secure their places at Portimao for the grand finals. But Rossina has kept the Austrian at bay all race long. They started on the front row. Zandab Shiblak has done a really good job to keep himself within the title fight by a considerable margin. And stays third on the road. Peter Bezel, once again, the defending champion from last season, still not wanting to relinquish that top-tier status. After what happened in 2019, Glenn Van Parijs, who made his return back to karting via the B&L Karting Series this season, switching to DD2, having uh, had some uh, spelunking in some Porsches and doing some good work in the Porsche Carrera Cup. Ben Lux, he is back with us and he's enjoying it. He's uh, in the process, I think, of moving house or he's moved house, new job. As now Mahacek senses the opportunity with around 15 seconds to go. Up the inside for the lead on Rossina goes Mahacek. With just around 10 seconds on the clock to go, Mahacek now puts himself in absolutely harm's way when it comes to the title fights and the season finale. Mahacek will be the first one to get the number of Michael Rossina this weekend. It had to be somebody... And in some respects, Mahacek has been a tour de force within this championship. The 4.30 from Austria now takes the final lap board of the weekend. Ahead of Rossina. And the gap between them was 0.237 seconds. Schriblack in third. Peter Bezel, Glenn Van Parijs round out the top five. Manuel Tenchert with Zenderua. Following them is Luca Munoretto. 1.1 seconds adrift in eighth place. Frederik Jerich. From Austria and Nicola Pico round out the top 10 positions. So the final checkered flag of the race weekend is about to be waved on the start finish straight here at Adria Karting Raceway. And after keeping pace relentlessly, not stopping from Austria round the final corner Daniel Mahacek takes the final race victory of the weekend here in Adria by 0.423 seconds ahead of Michael Rossina from Italy who up until one lap to a couple of laps uh, 15 seconds to go on the clock could have had the perfect weekend but Mahacek denied him Zanab Shiblak takes third place ahead of Peter Bezel Glenn Van Parijs in fifth, Manuel Tenshert, Zenderua, Luca Munoretto, Frederic Jarich, Nicola Pico, Mattia Sergio Limena, Jakub Bezel, Ragnar Virus, Matthias Lund, and Mario Saban round out the top 15, who will effectively score points in DD2. Celes Ritter in 16th, ahead of Florian Breidenbach, with Jordi Collen making his way up to 18th at the flag. Sebastian Humpelhart secures his second DD2 Masters class victory. 
this weekend and with it takes provisionally the standings lead heading into the final round. Philip Moitzi in 20th ahead of Oliver Breidenbach with Tim Holka, Leo Kerschenbauer, Gregorio Bertocco and Mark Bartels rounding out the top 25. Pritzai from Estonia takes second in the classification for Diddy 2 Masters and with it picks up 20 points. And after that, it is Robin Knutson from Sweden. Maxim Derich in Belgium, uh, from Belgium. Rudy Champion takes third in DD2 ahead of Carl Clerbot with Marta Boussola in 31st. Jamie Smith taking 32 at the flag with Dennis Thiem and Mikolas Mazinas rounding out the 34 drivers that pretty much finished all 18 laps. On behalf of Camp Company Gimbihar and MW Race Consulting, we would like to thank Adria Karting Raceway for hosting us once again. We want to thank the entire team here. We would like to thank the marshalling crew, uh, everyone behind the scenes that has uh, enabled us to make this weekend happen, despite it being uh, behind closed doors. We would also like to thank everyone that has been here this weekend, all 115 competitors from 23 different nationalities. I know that those in the paddock are already aware, but entries for the final round at Karting Genk between the 6th and the 8th of November are now officially open. Uh, In the paddock, the podium will take place at approximately quarter past four this afternoon, unless otherwise indicated. Thank you. So for those listening on the official live stream audio, thank you very much for joining us. And the sunshine beams down onto the track here at Adria Karting Raceway and provisionally in, well, in around two weeks' time at the Home of Champions where it all started, the actual race calendar when we managed to get back after the COVID-19 pandemic on the second weekend of August. We look forward to welcoming you back with open arms where we will decide our last two tickets for the International Trophy and also decide four champions at the end of the 2020 season. Thank you very much for listening. Please be advised that both parts one and two of this coverage on this particular link are available for free download and we will have playlists available for every single race put in category which will be available between the mid to latter parts of next week. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, take care and look after each other. Thank you.